Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, Trashler Nation. We're back with another episode of Space Trash Lifestyles of the Rich and Uranus. Trashler Nation edition. This is the first episode, the premiere episode of Bachelor in Paradise. And I I'm your host, Sarah Armour, with Casey Bunker. We're back on the beach, baby. We are back on the beach. Boy, did we miss the beach. Before we get into the episode, I just, I did want to give you an update on my research. What research? Which Well, of the couples who met during their seasons of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, who are still together. Tell me if I miss, I have Trisha, Desiree, Hart stock or something sean lowe jojo rachel Lindsay, jason masnick ari ludd whatever and matt james yeah that sounds right not her name's not trisha what's her name i don't know that one the first That's... one the first one trista trista i actually watched that very first oh season. trista sutter yeah i did I, the, a love experiment on television i'm in but then it, you know and then afterwards i was like well but i fell in love with ryan i mean he was the hottest but she was post saturn return desiree harstock was 27 she was pre-saturn return but they were engaged for quite a long time sean lowe 28 it was during his saturn return jojo pre-saturn return but they were also engaged for a very long very time long. rachel Lindsay, 32 post-saturn return jason mesnick 32 post-saturn return oh. ari ludd whatever 36 way past saturn return matt james 28 <laughs> and you know when his saturn return actually hit 2021 when the season premiered so when the news came out surprise you're dating someone uh racially ignorant let's just say so actually picking her and being with her and dealing with the fallout on television of who he picked and the ramifications of picking someone who had just gone to a plantation ball as the first black bachelor etc that's his saturn return am i missing anybody that's still together no right i don't think so if it's just the show obviously not the bachelor in paradise but just just the show i mean that's crazy that's pretty crazy so how many of them were were post so out of eight so we've got four post and two during. Four post, two during, two pre. And the two pre's were very long engagements. And this doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the tune we've been singing for, well, you've been singing, to be honest. I'll, I'll try and take credit as well, just because I'm I'm on this, this beautiful pod. But I mean, that is the tune that you've been humming, whistling, singing ever so delicately every time we talk about it. I mean, Saturn Return is real. And I'm, I just, am I, I don't want to rush time, but I'm excited for mine to be <laughs> over <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's not like a horrible transit. We want to stay present in the moment, but it definitely yeah. is. It, it's definitely the experience of maturing. And for some people, that's going to be easier than others. It depends where it is in your chart. But like, I do think in general, 
And this is not, look, you were married before your Saturn return. This is not to say that relationships before the Saturn return don't work. I have, I have very close friends and clients and family who met in high school. I'm not saying that you can't find love before your Saturn return, but I am saying that if you're going to go on a show like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette for the specific purpose of getting an engagement, you might be there for the wrong reason if you haven't had your Saturn return. Just saying. Wow. Wow. But you're like, you don't know consciously, but like your soul is like, you, you think you're looking for an engagement. Your soul is like, I'm actually looking for the something else, the wrong reasons, or you are just looking for a long ass engagement. I agree. Like if you are brought to the bachelor process before your Saturn return, best believe there is a reason. It might be that you're either there to learn some tough lessons about love, that you're too dense to learn anything unless you're being publicly humiliated, or you're meant to be a TV star. It could be an or a number of things. But like, I think before your Saturn return is complete, you really don't know what you don't know. So it's a slippery slope to traverse television on public cable television while you're searching for a life partner in a very short amount of time you need to be emotionally ready for that yeah that's the frame that's the frame with which we will view this beautiful season of paradise because i mean we always keep this in mind because saturn is just such a a big fat a big player in all this but like as we see these partnerships get together and where they are we're definitely going to be thinking about that during this paradise season now we can begin the official public discourse around Bachelor in Paradise this season going to hell or whatever they're calling it. So um, initial reactions. <laughs> what, what were your initial reactions? What jumped out at you? Anything? Where should we begin? We got Hunter. She's an IBS gal. Farter on the scene. Yeah, I didn't remember that from the season, but I'm glad that she's just going to rep it and talk about it openly. I, I support that. Johnny raps now. Wonderful. Good for him. Wonderful. You know, Serene wants to meet Brandon. Brandon's hitting the weight room. Mm-hmm. Dr. Kira, you know, we didn't get to know her that well in Clayton season, but she would like us all to know that in another life, she would have been a porn star. Sure. Perhaps on Probably the beach. Probably would have made more money than being a doctor. Depends what kind of medicine she's in. It does. And it depends what kind of, you know, a porn star she is as well, I guess. Right. And, and, she and talking... how long of a shelf life does a female porn star have? Right. And is she talking about like traditional porn stardom or is she talking about like the, the world of OnlyFans? Right, right. Because she could dip into that now anyway. She could put a foot in each pond. Naughty Doctor is a huge category. On OnlyFans? Mm, OnlyFans or even just like you know, you porn. And there was definitely a little bit of foot stuff in this episode too. There was. Oh, and and also like man nipple stuff. Like there was a lot of Casey B cup breast action. I don't know. You know, these shows, they they take a little bit of time to warm up. It's like when you get in a freezing cold car, it's like you got to kind of, defrost the steering wheel a little bit you got to blow the the air on the windshield you got to wait for it to heat up before you can take your scarf off yeah they're all like not into the rhythm with each other yet where they can really like just joke around and be goofy like that so they're like nipples i guess so like smiley face on the toenail sure i'll throw it at the wall and see what sticks you know and i think hopefully we'll get to a point with that because i loved like you're in molly's episode last week we were saying like reality tv is just not funny anymore and I was like, I, and I think you said too, like, that's the good thing about The Bachelor is like these people are on for like one season, maybe two seasons. And by the time they get to Paradise, they're pretty desperate. So they <laughs> kind of will, you know, you know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. like, this is potentially my last hurrah. 
Right. So, so they, they kind of will like throw something against the wall and be like, well, maybe I'm a doctor, but I am also a porn star. Like who, who knows, you know, like they're just throwing stuff out there and the desperation, you kind of love to see it. Cause it's not, it's not terrible that their life will go on. It's not like killing them desperate, but like, it's fun to watch desperate sometimes other times. It's just like, we don't all need to touch the guy's nipples. It's not really funny, but good, good on you for trying kids. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is sort of like the real world road rules challenge of dating Mm -hmm. reality, like reality TV love shows. And it's sort of like, yeah, this is like last chance at TV stardom last chance at finding love in this particular bizarro way last chance to make a second impression sometimes a third or fourth but like yeah this is sort of like there aren't any major high stakes it is going to be fun no matter what for everyone there so it's not like super intense everyone's obviously being funny there's obviously a ton of produced drama but it's also like great that's what we're here for I mean the one thing I will say more than any other show felt like this whole episode everyone was slurring yeah and just like the communication was like just not great bad communication and then like everyone just seemed like drunker than ever before on a first episode of anything other than Lace who's famous for just being the drunkest that first night and then like drunking herself home or whatever but like I felt like this was very drunk this was very this pivots us into our next question I felt like this This time around, maybe it is a response to the Brendan and Piper, Brandon, Brendan, whatever his name is, Piper fiasco of last season. But like, I feel like these people are coming in being like, I've already hooked up with him. I've already hooked up with him. I know we're going to keep seeing each other when we get to the island. We already have drama with each other. Like, so are they just being more honest about the fact that they've already hooked up with people? Or is that how they're doing it now? Were there a couple mixers to get people in the mood? Like, what what do you think is going on? Why now are people like, yo, we've hooked up before we've hung out? I know, it's kind of crazy. I think like the producer's may have just thought like there's no way to stop these people from talking to each other once like the genie's out of the bottle as soon as they get off tv they just start chatting the good thing was when they some of these guys are arriving straight from rachel and gabby's season so at least they won't have talked to anyone yet right so like you still get the mix either way Mm -hmm. but i think they did see what happened with brendan and what's her face and we're like all right this is interesting stuff anyway because it lays the groundwork of people being jealous getting there and having past relationships there's a little bit of mystery there we'll never know exactly what happened right and then so and but oh there's a lot of people who doesn't seem like they've talked to each other but then there's others where it's like it seems like they've they're really into each other but they've never met or they've talked to each other but they're not that into like so yeah I I think I think the producers probably just had to go with it mm-hmm. but I also think the whole show is kind of a go with it thing for the producers okay they have this whole scheme where the guys have the roses and more girls come in. The girls have the roses, more guys come in. People get a date. They have that base, that foundation. But outside of that, like, I don't know how they decide who comes in when. I feel like that they made clear because it was like, they basically like cued us up with like, oh, finally justice for Genevieve or whatever. It's like, finally, someone likes Genevieve and she likes them. And she's feeling like a hundred million bucks. She's feeling like a 12 on the Richter scale, right? And then- Which I don't even buy when she says it. She's like, I feel so great. It's like, you don't, you don't seem like it. No, she seems like a miserable person, but like, you know, maybe great for her is just like not down in the dumps. So that's good. But yeah, it's also like, you know, what I want to say to Genevieve is like, Genevieve, be careful because we've seen you go through this before. You really want to make sure before you come to paradise that you have a base level of happiness that you're starting from so that you're not so 
swayed when something doesn't go your way and then you go into some psychotic reaction or fist fight Shanae or something. So just like check yourself, make sure that you can make you happy, Jen, before you try to put it all on the guy. But I will say like, that was, who was she flirting with again? What's his name? Justin. Justin. So, but okay. So now they're hitting it off. Justice for Genevieve, justice for Justin. No, 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 no. Not so fast as they close the episode. We have a hot ass Victoria Fuller surprised as shit to be there too. And she looks better than ever. Cool as fuck. She gets a day card and who does she like? Justin she came in just in time to create a little drama so I literally think they're just like who are the couples that are either like doing well or pairing up strategically and then who can we throw in from the bullpen that's going to challenge that assumption that they're going to get a rose at the end of the night and it's like I don't know I feel like if I was going to produce this show I might have the first episode and like the first week almost be like free reign flirting like no no roses no nothing it's like camp everybody hang out make out because then when that would be better because then when the show gets gamified there are some stakes but I I don't I think that and and we do have a lot of bachelor bachelor in paradise couples that I, I guess have made it maybe there's method to the madness but I think why like even this like I was like kind of half paying attention it's like almost hard to watch the whole first episodes of these because it's so stupid. Right. I don't need to talk about IBS or farting or toes or Casey's nipples, <laughs> you know, to, to, to kill the time. Like And like getting to know each other instead of like the deep good stuff. But then it's like when it's a rose ceremony at the end of the episode, you're immediately launched into this world of gameplay when no one's actually trying to connect or like really see what's there it's just like did I impress them enough to get a rose next week and then it's like people start acting weird and butthurt and lace faked it was her birthday just to get some attention and it's like bad for the vibe just to have everybody in desperation but I guess it's good tv but like I don't know I just feel like I mean I get why they didn't do a rose ceremony this episode but then it's like don't let everybody mingle yeah, like, and mingle don't and mix around. It yet. Show us the three-way backstories. Don't just tell us about Kira versus Jill. We don't know what happened. We haven't been there. We don't know how you give us a week of people really being together with no stakes. And then you're going to find out who actually likes who. And there's going to be more of a of an investment, I think, every step of the way. Like, this is a little bit like, okay, so it's, it's like, it, this has a feeling almost like being like over before it starts. Because it's like, how does anybody at least the first few weeks I mean unless you have like one of those real connections right away how do you get to know people while you're also it's like what they even say about everything like surviving versus thriving or whatever it's like it's very hard to be like creative and free or whatever when you're operating from survival mode it's really hard to grow anything from a place of survival when your basic needs aren't being met or when your basic social you know how do we even put it like when you're when your basic socializing gets taken away and then you have to fight for your life with flirting it forces them to make fake connections right which i guess like from yeah i guess it starts the drama off on a dramatic foot like it really is so funny because then it's like at the end when like the guy like proposed and then like you come back to after the finals and it's like oh well we broke up and like jesse or chris harrison or whoever gives them such a hard time of like well how could you do that like how could you do that to her but it's like well how could you do that to her like you had to fake this whole relationship just to stay on the show the whole time like you made us do that. It's just so funny when you think about how this show works, like 
always it's so hilarious like the end goal is to get an engagement but to do that you have to go through all these hoops that make it impossible for you to trust the person to get an engagement 100 right it's like when the goal is engagement or fired how could anybody trust anybody especially right at the beginning when getting i mean honestly the natasha brandon showdown would never have happened if he didn't need to stay there to wait for Piper they set them up for that like they did that's why like that season was such a shame because like they didn't mean to I'm sure it wasn't personal but it's like Natasha the scapegoat of the goddamn season it's like oh some producer back there knew that she had no chance and they were like oh man this is gonna be a sweet burn like you know what I mean I was just like it's like fuck everybody like you're sending somebody's girlfriend down now like how but he but he has to lie to you in order to stay on the show Right. And like his girlfriend might like meet someone else on the show if he doesn't like stay until she gets there. But that's why I was surprised that like literally Serene was like, oh, I just hope um, Brandon comes. And same thing with Teddy and Andrew. Like, oh, I just hope he comes. And they did. So I was like, wow, I'm surprised the producers didn't like hold on to that to someone else. But you know what? I bet there's other people, too, who it's going to be. It's just I you can always try and predict what the producers are going to do. And they you, you can't quite pin them. You can't quite pin them. So, Truly. so let's hear about Teddy and Andrew. Speaking of, speaking of, because they had a date. Um, they so were they had- like pretty goo goo gaga. Like as soon as they met, not quite as goo goo gaga as Serene and Brandon. That was like full mush town. Right. But they seem to be pretty into each other to like the point where they're just like looking at each other and getting kind of giddy. But then I thought on the date, it just seems like they're both just being like, yeah, we like each other. This is it. We found it. And it's like, all right, where's the suspense where's the you know mystery where's the romance and i and like there is a difference right like they're like serene and brandon also met each other and were like immediately like that looked more like falling in love to me than teddy and andrew who are both just like this is great like we're having it but like serene and brandon like took each other's breath away and were like so nervous so like don't you think like what are your thoughts on that i could not agree more yeah like i actually felt Serene and Brandon were both yeah there was like a giddiness to it there was a there was a genuine like the kiss was hot and they were both like oh my god I promise I wouldn't cuss anyone and it's like how could you this is the name of the game this show but okay whatever it's like I yeah there was more like romance and they were they were genuinely excited to to see each other and to talk to each other maybe who knows if they've met before Teddy and Andrew was tough that date I mean they had a ve- it felt like they had a very hard time finding anything to talk about and i know we yeah. only see the little the little clips but like even the so conversations true. that we did see so far seemed to have more heat more chemistry i don't know if it is because teddy has simply never had sex you know, I mean, I don't mm. know how, I don't know, unless you're like really raring and ready to go like a teenager in heat. Like, cause I feel like for Teddy, even coming on all these shows as a virgin is sort of like, okay, are you waiting to get married first? And that's why you are attracted to this show because there's like a rush to engagement so that you can get married. <laughs> or do you really want to just like give it up to some dude that you meet on a game show? Like, I just don't really get saving your virginity for someone on the beach in bachelor in paradise like that's just like what yeah i love that you call this a game show too because it is it is uh, this is a game show this is survivor with roses exactly people gonna be voted right. off the and island like, no see. yeah they're literally voted off the island wow they're, like it's literally the same thing 
they're fighting for their okay, lives. So- there's no AC. There's single beds. There's tarantulas. This is like not all fun and games. And yet they have to like pretend to fall in love and like they're going to lose their virginity. I don't know. I just feel like the, the virginity thing it's gets literally me. survivor. It's literally survivor. And it's like, yeah, I felt that Andrew and Teddy had no chemistry, nothing in common other than that they're attractive. Teddy seems to have a very sweet soul, not erotic. Right, they, they almost seem too similar in personality as well. You know, like I, I think of them both as just like sweet, smiley, like probably fun people to like be friends with, like just like cool people. But like, I don't know what, like they're so similar. Well, what's really interesting. Well, what's because what's interesting is like, Okay, so I have Andrew's chart up, I have Teddy's chart up, and then I have their charts laid next to each other. They do have certain connections that could be seen as really good romantic potential. So like the thing that they have that I notice above all is that his moon is conjunct her Venus, her Venus is conjunct, wait, his moon is conjunct her Venus, her moon is conjunct his Venus moon Venus connections and having a double moon Venus connection is very nice. It's basically like the two feminine, like emotional safety, beauty. It's like the love goddess and the soul come together and can speak to each other harmoniously. So there might be a lot of like unspoken things happening between them, or there might be some deeper connection that they feel that we can't see. But I have to say, Otherwise, they don't strike me as highly compatible. I mean, she has her son in Libra, her moon in Sag. His son is in Capricorn. His moon is in Virgo. So not only in terms of modality are they totally different. So like she's very much air fire. He's all earth. But then there's a connection that I don't love to see unless it really is marriage potential which is that his son is exactly conjunct her uranus and so it's almost like i think that it's possible that she i think she's going to switch a rue on him i think there mm-hmm. that that he has the rose she is like i'm safe we're dating now and then i think it's possible that somebody will come in that she's more interested in or because also their sons right so capricorn son libra son they're square so there is like an ego sort of conflict or an ego tension where they're both leadership they're both cardinal but they're there it's a square energy so it's not like we're working together to like build this relationship it's a little bit like i do it the libra way i do it the capricorn way and so that's going to look different she also has chiron exactly conjunct her son in libra with her mercury and her south and and her north node there so it's kind of like i mean if i was going to give my what is it tldr too late yeah down to read too too long too long didn't read the tl i can't believe i got it right the tldr the too long didn't read the chart that i would give this is you know he they both have they both are pre-saturn return he's coming up on Mm. his he's a he's a saturn in pisces she's a saturn 
in Aries conjunct her South Node and Juno marriage partner. So I think that for her, not only is marriage a really serious thing, but either there is a past life partner or commitment to a fight in relationships or a commitment to she is learning about herself and letting go of things about herself through the lens of relationship and through the lens of who she commits to and partners with I think that this could be a virginity that lasts another 10 years (laughs) I don't because it's almost like Saturn conjunct the south node conjunct Juno in Aries all across from all that Libra it's like there's something about her past life marriage her past life commitments her lessons that she doesn't even know she hasn't learned yet related to the self and what I keep for me and what I am willing to do in relationship for relationship versus keep to myself for myself and it's like you know, aside from the pussy, there could be a few other things that that she might think that she's holding on to, or she might think that a way that she's being is pro-relationship or for relationships, but actually she might be going through this whole journey just to find out after watching back and back and back that she doesn't know who the fuck she is. And no validation from any studio audience or a bunch of dudes on the beach is actually going to, I think, make her feel free. I mean, Moon in Sagittarius, you know it, you love it. Moon in Sagittarius wants to feel free and wants to feel liberated and wants to feel passionate. And like they are the arbiter of the truth and like they are seeking something bigger and and more exciting and more real. And I just don't know if that's to be found on the beach in paradise. Wow. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, my initial prediction is they do actually have some kind of a heart to heart connection, but I think she's going to alley-oop him. Alley-oop baby. You love to see it happen. Okay, cool. Okay. So that's, so let's go with the direct comparison then to Brandon and Serene. I love that. I'm, I'm absolutely down. Okay. So give the people while I pull up, I have Serene's chart up. So let me just get Brandon up. Give the people, if they didn't watch what, what is the, what's the story with Brandon and Serene as far as we know? Okay, right. So Brandon was runner up on Michelle's season. Sweet angel. if a bit cheesy. Sure. Um, sorry, my cat just made a crazy noise. Freaking Goodbye. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but really sweet. And then Serene was maybe third place on Clayton's season. No, certainly not. Fourth, fourth place fourth place yes <laughs> classic mix-up um <laughs> and she was great too but like she and Clayton weren't meant to be let's be honest Serene's absolutely gorgeous I want whatever CBD she's on the gal is happy as a little clam I know what a well-adjusted person it seems it seems right. but it's it's almost too happy you know what I mean and every single girl as each one got there they were all screaming so excited it was like it was it was more than normal like I I think I don't do that with my friends but maybe I do <laughs> um but good for them good for them I'm happy sure. that they all have their joy. friendship they have joy they do have joy well maybe well, yeah 
at times. Joy, joy and cameras and men to, right. men to seduce. Exactly. And so Brandon and Serene. So, so then they want to meet each other. I think she said that she knew he was coming onto the beach, which is very interesting. I don't think they're supposed to be talking about this stuff. But um, she knows that he's coming. And luckily he does come right immediately. And he just comes up to her and wants to wants to chat with her. So they go chat and they're both really nervous. And it's very sweet moment, like very, very endearing to both of them. And they're just kind of nervous um, until they finally do make out. Um, and what's funny to me too is the other girls are like, oh, they're totally going to get engaged. Like, I bet they're going to get engaged. And it's like, have you watched this show? Right, like, like, Okay, if I was a betting woman and I had to bet on anyone on the beach right now, I would bet on the two of them for sure. But like, they have a long way to go. I mean, there's like, what, three weeks of nonstop hanging out and a bunch of other hot people coming right. and going the whole time. Like, it, it could happen. It could totally happen. But it's also just so funny that these girls are like, oh, it's over. They're getting engaged. Like, it's fine. Because I think they're also like deep down, like, if you're not that into that guy, and your friends already like seem super into him. You're like, perfect. She can have him. Then I'm not fighting with her over anything else. Like I'm just going to write them both off immediately. I could not agree more. I also think like in the bachelor and the bachelorette proper, when it's like, oh, they're going to get engaged. What they're really saying is like, I'm not going to get my rose there this week. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like <laughs> yeah. getting engaged. They've like, they've, they've, overused and confused us so much about the meaning of marriage and and even the step before engagement that like instead of saying like we're gonna like you know uh they're going to like each other or I like him too they're like oh fuck it engagement which means like in in a game of love this rose is wilted I've got to go somewhere else they're engaged really just means they're getting a rose this week the whole they've they've topsy-turvied all of our language completely yeah like the shop is closed like it's done right okay so so did you so did you find their charts I did find their charts and you know something we love to see okay so hypothetically their sun signs aren't the most compatible we have brandon who's a leo we have serene who's a cancer but you know based on what i said about gabby and eric they are the one they're one of the the twosomes actually and with their opposites so i think cancer and leo and aquarius and saturn actually work together even though they're signs that are next to each other they both have aquarius and saturn they both have, no, both of their Saturns are in Pisces. So again, you never even fucking know, but oh. they both have their moon in Aquarius. So they have the same Ooh. moon, which means that they have the same soul. They're coming from the same soul family, the same soul place, you know? So I feel like they actually do have a shot. I mean, you know, it's hard to say right away because, you know, aside from the physical connection, literally who the fuck knows, they don't know each other on this show unless they told us they did, or there's like some big reveal, but I don't know. I mean, I don't hate this pairing. It's like they have the same moon, which is a really good sign. I like a cancer and a Leo together. Actually, his Mars is conjunct her Mercury and Venus. So, you know, at the very least, they're going to turn each other on and it could either be like 
the knight in shining armor she was waiting for, or it could be um, something a bit more fraught depending on how it goes. But it's interesting. I mean, his Mercury is in Virgo and that's where her Mars is. So they have a lot of, and again, I don't love Mars connections in Sinistry, but depending on Mars with Mars or Mars with anything. So these are, well, it's just like Mars with like, so Mars and moon can go either way. Like Mars and moon can either mean like penetrating, like hot fire, turning each other on, or it can be like fighting and like that, that hard, the hard fighter with the the moon soft place. Right. So it can kind of go either way. But in this case, you know, I like a Mars Venus connection again it could be like war of the worlds it could be like a bit of a battle but actually when you have mars and venus coming together usually it's it is pretty straightforward if you know what i mean mars and the plug goes in the socket you know so there is sort of like a flirtatious but there's like a flirtatious energy when there's a mars venus um because it's like the way that the mars delivers and serves and takes the give action. and the take the yin and the yang exactly she can receive what he is giving and vice versa and then with mercury involved it's like there could be some like heated debates so like what they have they both have their mars in the same sign as the other's mercury so this is a case where it's hmm. like either they're going to be like highly like riveted by each other and like deep penetrating conversations and witty banter and kind of this energy of of sort of, I, I think there could be great debate, great conversation, actually. That's maybe why it felt better than the other two, but it isn't the most romantic or most easygoing. Mars, anything isn't easygoing. They also have their Venuses, Venuses, Veni. They also have their Venies, hmm. their Venus one's venus is square to another's venus so again these squares and charts can lead to really interesting evolution within the couple it can lead to really stretching yourself and growing i mean i don't think that relationships are i don't think that relationships that are all like really easy peasy you know planetary connections are off are always the most appealing because what makes tension or what makes love and relationship exciting tension right I don't know what you guys are all rushing into marriage for no offense Casey but it seems like unless the tension turns inward once you're in you're in there's no more what is there to flirt about it's over you picked so you know I feel like there is a tension here between both of their veni that that could be inspiring to the other it could be like okay like I'm going to you know, my divine feminine sees your divine feminine and we can create some, we can be creative about how we work together. But in general, Venus square Venus is kind of like what my heart, my, what my heart wants is in a, is in a tense opposite or not even, it's in a tense relationship with what your heart wants. Mm, okay. Kind of like a love languages sort of thing, but more, it seems even deeper than that because language is language like seems like you can easily learn somebody else's love language I've never done the whole thing but but this is more like less of a language more of a it's a vibe yeah it's like a vibe thing it's like well you know what it is it's not a language it's like a nature it's like a yeah you know first lifestyle it's a lifestyle your lifestyle (laughs) just might not be compatible like with 
your Venus living in her Venus is living in cancer. His Venus is living in Libra. So, you know, the way that she wants to receive love and receive money and, and give comfort and care is she has her Mercury and her son in cancer too. So she's really um, sort of cuddly. But then she has, I mean, the good thing is they both have Aquarius moons, so they're both going to kind of be able to like snap out of it. It's why Brandon was able to be like, look, even if you don't pick me, I know I'm the winner. And it's like, whatever. Like, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, so. Yeah. And, and he and, really was. Right. And sort of serene too, actually. Like at a certain point, she was like, we all were like, we are in love with her, but does Clayton know her? Like, how did she even yeah. get that far? They both got hilariously far in their seasons even though there was literally no chance of them serene was actually the reason she was actually i think like so cool and detached and their relationship was so cool and detached that it sent leo as clayton in the other direction being like i have to tell everyone i love them this has been loveless yeah exactly oh my god you're so right i forgot about that whole thing like triggering the whole thing i mean did it have something to do with the fact that he was about to sleep with them all maybe slightly for sure yeah yeah but serene's aquarius moon definitely had to do with it too because she's like sort of of point blank period yeah like were they keeping them around because of that detachedness because you're just like this is a great person who i can easily break up with later and like it won't really hurt them and won't i won't feel terrible about it i actually think so 100 percent. and i think i think aquarius moons on these shows i don't know how i don't know how we'd have to look at the analytics to see who's sealing the deal um, and at what rate. But I do think that that is a good, that's a good hypothesis that like Aquarius moons probably can remain in season longer than many because they just can act cool. And they, no matter what they say, they have a cool detachment and they have a cool sort of higher view on everything that like, they're not going to say I'm here for the wrong reasons, but there is no wrong reason. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, it's all, it's a process. It's a journey, whatever. But like, yeah, yeah, they know that they're on TV. They know that this is a really short time frame. They're a little bit like define love. You know, it reminds me a little bit of that Diana Charles Charles interview. And he's like, what do whatever love even is. It's like, Oh, Charles, you know what love is. You want to be a tampon chill. Yeah. Yeah, that's what love is, Charles. That's what love Jesus. is, Charles. And I it's also like crawl inside your bleeding uterus is love. I can't believe he's the king now after having said that at some point. Like it's so funny. Sort of like it, I mean, it is sort of a feminist power move. Sort of, yeah. Like kind of love it. I mean, obviously, like it's not fair to listen to people's phone calls, but like, wow, so so enlightening. If there was ever a phone call to listen to, Jesus, that's yeah. the one. So, yeah we digress we digress so what do we think about serene and brandon you know without too going too deeply into the the chaos of like deeply studying their charts i think there's a shot you know i think i think they're both here i mean they both have their north node in scorpio they're both here to really like learn to go deeper and to learn to let go of the safety net of taurus and actually go into the psychic psychological behind closed doors you know transformation through bonding with other process i do think the same north node same north node node. same south node um same saturn same moon they have a lot of things i mean their birthdays are he's august 94 she's july 95 so they're a year apart 
And, you know, I do think, though, that, eh, you know. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There is, there's a, there is... There are squares here with like the personal planets that aren't like make or break, but there, there is a tension. But again, sometimes we love to see a little tension. The tension is what makes comedy happen. It's what makes sex good. It's what makes, you know what I mean? It's like the, you know, the, 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 when we wait for the beat to drop because of that tension that fights us to get that lighters up or whatever. Right. So it's like, you know, I feel like. I feel like this I'm open to. I think it's a really good sign that they have the same moon. I, I do think this could be similar to Gabby and Eric, one of those connections where it's like, okay, it's a Cancer and a Leo, but they might be able to create that South Node and Taurus safe space together that then allows them to both do their life's work of penetrating more deeply and bonding with other. Bonjour. Also, Clayton <laughs> was a Leo. So we know the gal likes a Leo. She certainly does. Well, I do think, I do think, I said it before, I'll say it again. I think when there's an opposition, I think squares are harder in relationship charts than oppositions. Sometimes I think oppositions, although I guess in the case of Tino and Rachel, uh, that would not be uh, the case. But I do feel like sometimes when there's opposite energy, so like she's an Aquarius moon, I could see her getting, being sort of tickled by a, by a Leo sun. Cause she's like, oh, you're going to perform for me. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I could totally see that for her. Like, and I, I think, think because I th- of her can all her cancer energy, I think she likes to feel like someone's like, you know, tap dancing for her. That expressive, mm-hmm. expressive nature. Okay, awesome. Um, do we want to talk about anyone else? I mean, the only thing that I want to know is, and we don't even have to get into their charts. If it whatever it becomes, we can look next week too. But like, mm-hmm. what, what with Jill, who is Jill, who is Romeo, right. who is Kira and why did they all know each other? When were they friends? Like, do, did we, do we get a timeline? Why on should we care? Who cares? Right, 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 right. Right. We don't have enough background. We simply do not. All three of them were minor players. I do not. I, I remember Jill's face and the other two I'm. They're lost on me. Romeo is a stranger to me. Kira, I guess, was from Clayton. Yeah. And she said she was gone early. So that makes sense. She was gone early. I remember we thought she was pretty and she is pretty. Jill, I have no idea who she is, but I guess she was on one of the shows. But and, and I guess, okay, so must I guess have been Clayton's because they were Clayton's. friends, I think. 
Oh, okay. So they, they met at Camp Clayton and then, you know, in one of the bachelor meetups, you know, someone made out with someone made out with someone. I just thought like the way that he delivered the information to Kira that he was going to pursue Jill was like so unattractive to me. Like, yeah. Like he was like, I don't want you to get in the way of me pursue it's like it's like it took him like I, maybe you could do a better impression than me but like it took him like three different rounds of saying some long-winded sentence to get even the the sentiment out that he was going to pursue jill yeah it made me feel like because did we really we didn't really get to see his and kira's conversation earlier right like she cut off jill she took her drink and then we didn't see what they actually talked about so it made me think that like oh, he probably just said the opposite thing to Kira earlier. So now he was like sitting there looking her in the face and being like, so how am I going to backtrack on what I said earlier? But I wish they showed it because I like, I don't know what they would have said. Maybe they did. He didn't say anything like that, but I mean, he must've been flirting with her and giving her an impression. Like it just right. seemed like he was like, crap, how do I make this work? Like, yes. like, yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Like, for, well, for right. For him to even have to be, delivering that information to her in such a like specific and pointed way does mean that there was some confusion about who he would be pursuing yeah and but then it's also like between we could look for next week if it continues to be dramatic which I'm sure it will but it's like and I'll get all their charts up I didn't even know who's on the show I'll get all the charts up and then we'll just have them up in our little we'll be able to throw them around mm-hmm. like they're just fucking jelly beans but it's like that's right jilly beans you know what I mean but it's like I feel like well not a good one not a good one but I just I feel like that was a great one I tried but I feel like um Jill's like Kira always like goes after guys I like it's like what are you talking about a season that you were on the same cast of what are you roommates like what yes, what do you give mean us the context she always goes after guys you like and now she's gonna do it on television like what like okay like wow Kira you're a doctor but you seem sick in the head if you're always chasing after Jill's boyfriends like what what are are you talking about Jill she does seem like a kind of disconnected type of a doctor figure and I don't know (laughs) if she's just like like she's very drunk by the end of the episode I would I would say drunk doctor like yeah, like I, I'm just like I like this is actually not a good image for your brand as it like I wouldn't go to you after watching this. And I'm sure every doc many, many doctors out there get that drunk, but you just don't see them on TV. And that, there's a reason for that because they're smart people. But um, yeah, I just think that there's more context between these two. And we I maybe they live near each other and they're hanging out. Oh wait, didn't he say that he went to school with Kira? Hold on. I literally, I just Googled real quick because I was kind of pull up Kira's birth time and then this popped up. Uh, Jill and Romeo had some drama with Kira before Bachelor in Paradise even started. So blah, 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 huh? blah. Um, Who so found like, out about this? Like Elite Daily, Elite Daily. Jill, and, okay. Jill and Kira. <laughs> I, I literally, yeah, LOL. Wasn't this like when we were in college and it was like where you find out where like the drinking bros were going to be, what bars the drinking guys were going to be at? Anyway. Yeah. To recap, Jill and Kira were friends before filming for the season of Bachelor in Paradise season eight. So the two met while filming Clayton Eckhart's season of The Bachelor. And though neither of them wound up with Clayton, they did get a friendship with each other, along with a bunch of others out of the season. So-called friendship. 
friendship. Blah, blah, blah. Romeo became friends with Jill at some point. And he went to school. Good memory. He went to school with Kira. Romeo and Jill hung out before Paradise, but Jill was confused. When Romeo kissed Kira and they spent time together in New York, February 2022. I wish I had a little more insight about what was going on, Jill told Romeo when she saw him on the beep beach. Okay, so here's the thing, right? Like the both sense of these I'm girls getting, just exit the state the scenario. Exit the scenario or Romeo, what a name for this guy. I just think you need to be be upfront. I before fake you poison, even fake poison one of them. Oh, exactly. Be upfront and kill her with kindness. No, but really, it's like, <laughs> like I think this is also like a really messy situation and random. But it's like the fact that Romeo is who Jill likes. Jill and Kira were on the same season together without even knowing each other. Kira and Romeo have a pre-existing condition, aka a relationship. So it's not so much. I mean, so maybe I, I, Jill's the one coming in. Well, you know, we have, we do discuss the level of projection that we see on these shows, so it's highly possible. I guess. I guess with this, like, one, how did she get to know Romeo while she also happened to be friends with Kira? Kira well, may have introduced them. Well, in the, in the article, they note that many Bachelor alum often get together in social settings. Indeed, right? It they seems do, that but they do. There's many of them, and these are all like very lesser known people. You oh, know? Right, right. It's totally possible that like, right, they know each other because they know each other, and then, but it's like that's this whole thing. I mean, it's like you're you're signing up for not only a dating pool, but like a life of collaboration with <laughs> this this pool of people. I mean, the real thing that like I don't know. If, I mean, I guess we've said maybe people say, but like the real truth is the only right reason to go on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise is that this is the corporation. This is like getting a job at Chevron. Like this is literally the only job security in the influencer market that exists. Half of them are employed by, half of them are employed. I mean, you better believe that everybody that Michelle, Caitlin Bristow and Becca, Becca of Team Jacob, Kufrin, they're in the audience giving their opinions staying top of mind because they're all employed by the franchise and professionally do bachelor podcasts and bachelor recaps. And they work for ABC. They are still under contract with ABC. Others aren't but even we never hear from them again. But also, even if they're not like just to continue to hang out with people from the universe and to show on Instagram that you're with adds to their relevance. It says to everyone, like, this is a group of people you want to be friends with. Yeah. I'm friends with them. Why is that? Because we are all on TV. So why should you follow me? Because I was on TV. Just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if if those people aren't relevant in your mind, why would you be relevant in anybody else's mind? I mean, hypothetically, all three of these people have been on TV shows that we've watched and we don't know who they are. So like, point made. And yeah. I also think it's like, it is sort of funny though, because it's like, whenever you hear the bachelors and the bachelorettes like relating to each other it's as if they're on some like like it's as if they're in the hunger games and you were like the pledge like the way they talk about it is like i've been in her shoes before i know how hard this battle is (laughs) it's like you guys signed up for this 
And it is a TV show that's going to change your life no matter what. It's an engagement that's going to happen after six weeks, no matter what, that you probably won't follow through with. And otherwise, like this whole thing is a big work networking event that everybody is signing up for. This is LinkedIn for the hot singles. Like that's what this is. And it's like, like for them to talk to their like, well, like they've known what I've been through. I cannot stand where it's like, well, you dated the same guy. It's like, you didn't date the same guy. You were on the same season and you both didn't ever actually ultimately go on an actual date with him. So like, Like, I'll buy that if you like maybe went to fantasy suites. Cause then it's like, okay, you could have literally given each other STDs. So like, yes, fair, fair. Yes. Like, yes, you, you at that point. Okay. You sure. You can say you dated the same guy. Did, is that really the circumstance? No, but but sure, he probably he may have slept with both of you, so that's fine. Yeah, if you're but, swapping uh, spit, perhaps there's a or swapping juices. Maybe there's right. a, a different layer of intimacy, literally and figuratively, that you get. If there's to a, week a ago. thread of Epstein Bar just right. cruising through yes. your closest friends from the same guy. One hundred percent. Otherwise, yeah. you guys went to camp together at the same time, and that's it. Yeah, I mean that's that's the situation we're in here, and we gather every week to watch it on our on our tv screens it's crazy but i i can't stop i was waiting for this with bated breath i hate watched it the whole time <laughs> and now we have nothing to talk about it's the first episode and it's like who fucking cares what i will say is gabby elegant work last night oh my god so good so good i could have done without the kiss with eric at the end to be honest Right. I don't know why we needed to like bring the audience into it. You know, other woman's like little kid. Okay. He was really cute. He was dressed like Elvis, but like, eh, yeah, just just stick to the, let's keep it on the floor. Let's keep it on the floor. Stick to the dancing people. Come on. We got enough romance in last season. Mm. Right. She was romance and now she's dancing. And if only she could do a song by Hanson. And then Marilyn Manson. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Predator warning. Alleged predator warning. Wow. That would, that'll be her exit song. That would definitely be an exit song, which means she's getting the mirror ball. She's got to get the mirror ball. I mean, no, I think, no, I literally think I have her in it to win it because Charlie, I I took in what you said last week. I processed it. I get what you're saying. Again, I forget we are watching live television happen people. So like they don't want the obvious winner to win. They want like Gabby actually is the perfect person to win this season because she isn't the obvious winner but then it's like other than her she's the obvious winner right 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 wayne brady's not gonna win wayne brady's had enough career success that's not like a big heartfelt win for america right that's true like give it to gabby she's gonna like like i feel like caitlin bristow talks about the mirror ball trophy more than she talks about bachelor and honestly if i was in their shoes too like i would also feel the same like that would be like my crowning achievement in life just even being on the show like let alone winning it wait first of all 100 percent. second of all caitlin won yes wait i did not know that but she stole it from neve shulman i swear he was so much better but she won it somehow well i might have to go back and watch because i love dance and the bachelor so two of my favorite things coming together but hopefully not again with any kind of like actual material kissing on the dance floor. i don't need that but no i no first of all every time gabby starts her soul and her joy shining through her expressive performance brings me to my tears within two seconds i've wept through both of her performances now like i am her mother oh, like i cry 
weeping. I it's so I almost took a picture, but I was watching on my phone and I didn't want to like stop watching. But it, like, I was almost sent you a picture of me literally weeping. I was like, oh my like, God. Uh, weeping just so, like, but then the other thing is like part of why I weep. Well, I didn't weep at any engagement. I don't weep at any fucking. Although I did think Gabby, for some reason, Gabby really gets me. Gabby and Eric pull at my heart. Yeah. I, I think I did cry at their I love you scene. I believe I cried uh, at every time she showed up on Dancing with the Stars so far. But I believe, <laughs> I know, I know I was there. I fucking wept last week's because of Gabby's dance. But, and then I'll let you go to bed. It's getting late. But I just think, I think it's because, yeah, to win back, to win Dancing with the Stars is like, if you're not an Olympian, this is next. This, it looks so hard. Right. Yeah. It's so hard. And you're up against like really good celebs and you're getting judged like in front of everyone. Plus you need the votes from America. So it's like also a popularity contest it is along the way. So vulnerable. Like the fact that it literally is live TV and they're like step, but there's no redo. There's no take two. There's no oopsies. There's no like, like this is so hard and like when you watch how intricate especially with charlie and gabby who they've obviously got on like a higher level of difficulty setting and rightfully so i the fact that they're learning these dances in one week performing them in a week and then scrapping it learning all i mean i just i guess i've never really watched this much attention this is like i mean it's it's such a huge like I don't know it's like it's like such it's one of those things where it's like it's such a fantasy like even I'm not even a star yet but it's like I'm like oh I'll do that someday then I'm like I don't even know if I would have the balls to say yes and like I am down for this type of shit but like it looks so right like I literally want to like just get on reality tv and just go far enough that I could manage to get on Dancing with the Stars like it would be incredible but like, if I got on Dancing with the Stars, then like, you better believe, I don't even know if I would need to be in it to win it as much as like my Capricorn moon ass, like, I would be in it to crush. I'd be in it to win it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I need. I don't want to put that pressure on my future, my future dance residency just yet. But like, yeah, like I would be I, I can't imagine like working harder at maybe anything else. Yeah, no, exactly. That's it's exactly. like, I, I, this is like the pinnacle of human possibility to me. Exactly. That's exactly. I would, I would actually eat healthy and appropriately for like the first yeah. time in my life and like yeah. not just have ice cream every night. I'd be like, no, a bitch is getting thin. Mm-hmm. She is working her tail off. Mm-hmm. And like, this is what's, ha- I mean, it would be incredible. That is like, what did you say? The pinnacle of human. I mean, <laughs> just, yeah, it, it's as good as it gets in terms of, it takes of human capabilities. <laughs> Yeah, it takes athletics. It takes emotion. I mean, the thing that Charlie D'Amelio does really well is the facial emotion because you can see her versus her mom. Now, her mom did a good job last night, but she was smiling the whole time. And it's a sad song. And you go, come on, Heidi, that's a missed goddamn opportunity. Now, Charlie, because she has the TikTok background, (laughs) it's all about the face. So the whole dance, every move, she's changing her face. It's really fun to watch. Every episode or every every dance, there's at least like two like, ooh, or ahas. Like, ooh, ooh. Like, literally like- Like, Can you you imagine? You guys can't. Right, right. Well, Well, she like, it's almost like she and 
the and Mark Ballas. It's like almost like there's like a narrative because like all the, they all I mean even Teresa flipped a table like R.I.P. Teresa on Dancing with the Stars. But like it's like right. like, like didn't she like, seem totally fine with going home? <laughs> Well, not only did she seem totally fine with going home, but I thought it was hilarious when after her in her post game interview, when they were talking about like how hard she clearly worked and, you know, she's heavy on her feet, LOL, whatever. And then she's like, I worked really hard this week. She's like, I even cried. And then she like came back into the frame. She like walked off. She walked out of the frame of the camera. Tyra was about to to introduce the next person. And then she came back into the frame to be like, and I'm just I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like, I love crying. It's good to cry. It's like, you had to come back and let us know that you didn't mean that you were crying in a bad way. Like, all right. Yeah, like, what planet are you on today, Teresa? Like, okay. That's cool, T. We didn't think it was a bad thing. We know how hard you're working, but all right, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, it also made me wonder, like, how many people go on the show and are like, I'll stay on for three, four weeks. And like, how (laughs) does that work with like casting to you? Like, they were, they filmed, they were practicing in New Jersey during the week so she must be flying back and forth with her trainer every time so I'm like there's no way that they think I mean first of all obviously the people casting this don't think but you never know anything could happen but like also to have them flying back and forth from LA to New Jersey like every week is insanity and actually is so crazy it's that's crazy and like she also was just like so nice and and like so gracious and so unlike herself when whenever they gave her a bad remark I was like what is happening here but I think maybe it humbled her like a good amount to do all of that work and then also like I don't think she really needed to be there that long no I mean I think that not only was it a huge amount of dance work and like I you're right like flying and like the pressure and the emotion we know she cried last week right but (laughs) I think that standing there taking those taking that feedback from the judges and not being defensive is more work than any ballroom step she's ever gonna have to learn and I think this was so fun the daughters could see that she could do it she proved herself right that she could dirters the dirters could do it no but she she you know she she proved herself she did it but I think this was I think it was enough yeah, like she's ready to get back to Louis. We're gonna back. We're gonna go back to Louis and throw real tables. We don't need to throw theater tables. This is actually reality TV. We really just toss tables. We truly do. We truly do. I, I will say though, I, I do love how much in the time that we've seen her on this show so far. Like especially if there's people that like don't know who she is, how much that she has said over the course of just the Dancing with the Stars promos and interviews. Like, but I've changed a lot since I first got on the Housewives. She's like, <laughs> I've definitely developed a lot. I'm more mature now. I'm not as, you know, and it's like, okay, okay. Right, like what's it called yeah. when you're like, you think you're self-aware, but you're actually like, in thinking you're self-aware, you're actually becoming like less self-aware. Like that should be, there should be a right. term for that. Well, that's what we were talking about last week too, that like, like, okay, wait, I, we don't even, I can cut this from the app, but like real quick, like, did you watch that Kardashian's first episode of season two? Yeah, That is the pinnacle of what you're talking about. It's like, they're so self-aware that they have lost all connection to themselves. And so now like they're aware of what they're doing in every moment, but they don't remember that we know where they're coming from. And, and like, I mean, for Chloe to say, I would, I'm not a sociopath. I would never want to have, someone's baby who was already having a baby with someone else but but you did 
Yeah. And you still literally have been saying like every week that you want your, your, your daughter to have a sibling and like, she already has siblings. They're just half siblings. Like all the time. I'm like, be careful what you mother freaking wish for Chloe. And maybe I've said that on this pod before. Cause I feel like, I don't know if we talked about this. Maybe No, no, have, but that's, but that's actually have. exactly right though. It's like, well, Chloe's just like missing She's the like, mark. I just really think True should have a sibling. And it's like, she does. True actually has a huge amount of siblings, some of which you probably don't even know about yet. And Tristan <laughs> might not even know about yet. Wait for right. it. She's going to have a ton of siblings. Yeah, like that's that's just crazy for you to even say that and not even think that she has, si- like your daughter has siblings. That's N- insane. Not to mention like the, the aftershock for these kids of watching show not only is true watching her mommy completely reject her brother and not include any of the siblings that she hypothetically is growing up with as their brother and sister chloe relating to those chloe not relating to those people might as well be her not counting them as people and right like i think she literally doesn't think of them as her daughter's siblings which is so demented especially because both Kylie and Kendall and all of the Jenners, oh all the bro- the 10 Brody, Brandon, Summer, all of Caitlin's Casey, other children. Casey There's a Casey. There. They have all the names in there. She has, Chloe has a huge amount of siblings that are not her full blown blood re- relatives. So it's just like, it does seem a- like the Jenners are out of the picture now sans kendall and kylie but like like i think kendall and kylie still talk to all their half brothers and sisters but i don't think the kardashians really i mean i would love to know but but it just doesn't seem like they i guess they wouldn't be on the show anyway but i don't know like that kid is going to grow up in an environment where kids know something about him that he doesn't know yet that is so fucked up kids are going to know that chloe didn't want him kids are everyone's going to know that Two days after he was born, she was out at the club. Now she's going to Fashion Week in Milan. She has seemed to spend zero time with this baby. She didn't even get, this wasn't like a QC we're saving the name reveal. She doesn't have a name for him. She doesn't want him. I know that's what was the hardest thing to watch about that whole episode. I was like, can't you just put on a brave face for your future child? Like, or like, how about this? Like, how about set this season out, Chloe? This could be incredibly damaging right, to your right. kids. Yeah. How fucking selfish and self-absorbed. And you know what's so funny too is Kim was on a Kim was on an interview recently where she said, like, oh, the kids are never a storyline. Like that, like that's literally she was like, our kids are never maybe she was talking about her kids specifically, but she was like, our kids are never like they don't have their own storylines, like they're in the background, but it's never about them. Uh, and it's uh, like this first uh, episode is all about okay, he doesn't like live and breathe on his own he doesn't he wasn't born yet but like he's going to be and you idiot like this is also about true and also just this idea that you could be on a family reality tv show and not acknowledge that every single thing you do the kids are a storyline because you're the parent of that child when you have children and especially when you have children and you're on a reality tv show nothing you do isn't related to those children anymore for the rest of your fucking life. Courtney's engagement. It was like Penelope was really sad that she wasn't there. Like that's a storyline. That's a storyline. About and her a emotions and right. like a vulnerable moment in her life. 
not to mention it's like the 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 line between like what gets in the show but all versus like the show of what they show is so thin the northwest is a part of all of the storylines she might be the most outspoken out of control kardashian in the game right now she is in the backseat begging her mom to turn the motherfucking camera off while she's singing she's a she's a person like it's not like she's not a part of the storyline she's there yeah like you're still like using them even if they're like the plot isn't about them right but like literally the entire first episode of this season was about courtney's unborn baby right it's like Chloe. chloe this is beyond conscionable what she's done what to talk about the baby like this to bring the baby into the world like this to talk to talk about the baby like this to to me call child protective services this is natal abuse this is she has already domestically abused that child this whole thing but i mean really it is really tristan that did no it's not Tristan is Tristan, and he's always been Tristan from the moment that he left his pregnant girlfriend to be with you, Chloe. Right. This right. is Tristan. This is- and in fact, the girl that, the girl that, I mean, I guess what came out, it came out that he did know that it was his baby, but I thought that he didn't know that it was his child. Um, It came out that he did know, and he found, like, he signed this paper, like, a, I think a couple days before, before he told Courtney to put the embryo in the surrogate and let's do it. So he did know that, that he was having a child because even when that came out, he was like, this girl is lying. Like they, he, in the yeah. public, he pr- created this whole scene. That's so lame. If you actually, I think but, he didn't know that she was going to like show that paper, but either way, Chloe, Chloe, he, he was out fucking strippers the night that true was born. <laughs> What do you, you think that you have like manipulated him and friend zoned him? Like you're cool girl so good that like, you could just like, can I trust? If you can't trust someone, you can't trust someone. I think Rachel and Tino could have had a shot if they really wanted to work on the relationship. But at a certain point after a couple years and a couple kids and a couple public humiliations, the level of control that she is trying to maintain of the situation, which is to just keep going like, but you'll see, we're going to come out on top. This is my family. This is my husband. No, it's fucking not. And it never was. And he had kids before you and he'll have kids after you. So get real if you don't want to live in the reality that is playing out before your eyes well you're going to become public offender number this is not sure it's on tristan for being himself this is who he is he has not for one second given anyone i think that's (laughs) ever met him a reason to believe a word he says even in his chart i look at his natal chart i say this guy is not monogamous there's no What's crazy, you know what's funny too about both of them is like Tristan just uh, seems to, maybe from the depths of his soul, want to spread his seed and father many children. Chloe seems to be willing to look the other way on that part of him in order to mother another child with him of her own so it's like both of them just want to be a mother a father I mean she is a cancer anyway too which is mother sign a mother and a father but they're doing it in such different ways like like 
she, I think she would have, from, from the subtle clues I've picked up on the show of her being like, I just want Drew to have a sibling and how it just does not make sense that she would stay with him. And they don't even seem to have chemistry. And he's just so immature. And the way they hang out together on the show is so fucking cringe every time. Just seems like she was like, you know what? And this part I get, this part I understand. You know what? I already have one kid with him. I really want to have another kid. I don't want to have a second baby daddy to deal with. And then I got to take this one over here. I got to take that one over there. I'd rather they both just have the same dad, make it easier. Let me just deal with Tristan's bullshit for a little bit longer. But she didn't realize how bullshit the bullshit was to the point that he would have literally had another child a couple days earlier and still told her to impregnate someone. Okay, but let me just say though, It's actually now that, okay, I didn't even have this thought until you just said it that way. But what you, what I just realized in you saying that is the only bullshitter here is Chloe because you're right. They weren't back together. They were never back together. And they never said that. They never said that. They, she, she almost has been protecting her image. Like I would never, whatever. But then she's like continuing this charade of like, we're a fan. He's not parenting your daughter anyway. So what difference does it make if he has 10 other kids? It doesn't actually change the situation that you're in with him either way. You weren't having a baby, a second baby with him out of romance. And because you have this nuclear family unit and then he stepped out on it, you were getting sperm from someone that you've already had a baby with to give them a full sibling as if that like means that much, but okay. To give them a full sibling, but under no circumstance from what I understand, did he ever give you the impression or did you ever discuss that now that his dog days are behind him including like last week and two weeks ago and three weeks ago whatever (laughs) that now he's ready to commit if he's not ready to commit then who he has babies with and when has nothing to fucking do with you right exactly like it doesn't seem like and and even from the episode I don't remember her ever saying like we were exclusive. He said he would never do it again. It's just like, how can you be so surprised? I mean, I still feel for her. It was like heartbreaking and everything. And she's not trying to put herself in these ridiculous positions, but, but she, but she is, she is trying, she is trying to put herself not self-aware. Well, it's not like she's not trying to put herself in these positions. It doesn't matter what you try to do. She is putting herself in these positions over and over and over again with full knowledge. No one, it would be one thing if, if there was some scandal, you know, one scandal, you know, that rocked their world that they were working back from. He was pregnant. There was a woman pregnant with his baby when you decided that now you were going to date him and have his baby what the fuck are you talking about what the fuck do you expect and how on earth does it change anything for the situation that y'all are in and have created together if there's another there's already like four others who cares makes he, no sense. he can afford it you can afford it what's your gripe you're not a couple get real the whole thing is that she is delusional and she is she literally she doesn't say what's actually going on or what she means. So I think she is living in a fantasy world of like, but yeah. I'm Tristan's primary or whatever. And it's like, you're actually not. And you never have been. You're just the only one with the TV show. And so he's going to be on it because his basketball career <laughs> is going to end soon. And 
he will want to have some kind of social relevance and some kind of social currency so that he can parlay his career into something. Yeah. And like hang out with Kanye. Right. Like like what a great situation for him. He's actually not even expected to not be a fucking dog. Like, yeah. Why would he be expected to be anything but what he's always been? Right. Now everybody knows. So it's like, well, you should have known. The other thing too, is that's interesting. I I think she is so worried about what other people think. Like we talk about it all, like the Gemini, I think she's Gemini moon, right? In the comments section, like all of that. The thing that gets you to that place is when you're living outside of your own values. So I think, right. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's so worried that everybody else thinks she's an idiot because she thinks she's an idiot. Like that's she is an idiot. Right. Like that's when things bother you the most like right right everything that any hater has ever said about her offends her deeply yeah and it's like I think I think that's how she skews that that is like just part of who she is but in this specific situation I think she feels so certain that she has been screwed over and gone back with him and she is kind of a fool for this guy or the situation whatever she's trying to get out of it and so to see people say that is just like, oh my God, I'm right about myself. I'm right about myself. I'm right about myself. And that's what kills her about, because it doesn't make sense why any celebrity, I mean, I know they all do care about the comments, but like she is absolutely ruled by other people's opinions. Like it's so clear on the show. It's so Oh obvious. my God. It, 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 I don't even think she has the awareness. No, 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 no. Say that. So I think what's happening is she's going, they're saying this about me. And then she has like a moment of whether she's conscious of it or not. That's how I feel about myself. They're right. And then she goes so hard the other way, like overcompensating for whatever perceived insecurity has been called out in her that she's going to like show you. And it's like, yeah. Chloe, like you're too hurt for this. Take like, a season off, of, off. Take a season off. Get off of TV. This is mommy dearest. If this footage is being so casually shared, this is his birth video. How embarrassing embarrassing i would never forgive my mother for bringing me into the world in this way well unwell rejecting me so coldly when i was nothing but a science experiment in the first place with someone that you knew was exactly who he was no tristan actually isn't the wrong one in this situation sure he lied he lies get fucking real yeah he's a liar of course he wants another kardashian baby they're actually they're actually an asset to him. Yeah, 100%. And he's going to use that to pay for the other kids. <laughs> he's money laundering Chloe's kids. It's so true. Wonderful first ep of Bachelor in Paradise. I can't wait to continue this season with you all as we watch these storylines develop and we really get into the, the heart and soul and the meat of the astrology and these hopeful lovers. But otherwise, have a wonderful day at work tomorrow, Casey. You're a star. This was a pleasure. And um, accept our final rose by liking and subscribing to the pod oh yeah and leave a review about trashlerette specifically i want a review yeah could you guys give us like like really good feedback specifically and yeah hey casey's friends any of you listening you could go back and amend it but let's give casey molly and sarah be getting shouted out even desi got a shout out from our cab driver (gasps) yeah we need a case we need a trashler nation Trashler Nation, where are you? Not only do we have the hard work of keeping Bachelor on DTWS this season, but we have a whole segment of this podcast dedicated to you. And you're apparently the biggest market in the country. 
like show up, show love. Like we're part of the, we're part of the nation too now. Yeah. And we love you. Give us five stars, please. Give us five stars. Give us a review. Tell Casey that this is worth it for her to be tired at work tomorrow for exactly. Yes, please. Seriously. It's worth <laughs> it for the likes. We do it for the likes. We do it for the love, for the, for the roses, for the roses, <laughs> for okay. the engagements. This, this has been episode one of Bachelor in Paradise. Stay trashy. Stay trashy. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 